This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Welcome, everybody, to the I'm Fat Podcast. Uh, uh, snacks are uh, best saved for later. With Jay Zawoski. That man ate all our shrimp and two plastic lobsters. And Rick Camp. Out the mist came a beast more stomach than man. Welcome into another edition of the I'm Fat Podcast. I'm Rick Camp alongside fellow fat Jay Zawoski. Jay, it's been a minute, but I know that we've got good stuff today. We do. We have a lot of good stuff today and a lot of uh, listener interaction on today's show. A lot of good suggestions, a lot of good questions. Uh, it's going to be a good one. Things we're going to get to today, best non-signature menu items from given places. Right. So, like, for example, the cookies at McDonald's, right? right. The, the lemony, right. the things or, you don't think of off the right. main menu. Well, exactly. So, like, when you think McDonald's, you think the fries, or you think the Coke. Right. That's what you end up thinking of. So when we're thinking anything but that, you know, at Wendy's, you always think of the spicy chicken sandwich. Anything but that. Right. Just sneaky good foods from whatever it ends up being. Like a Wendy's baked potato would be a good example. Yes, or exactly. Or Wendy's chili. Yes. So we're going to get into that a little more in depth in a second. But we're also going to get to, and I think this is a great one, from our guy Joe Dredge, who gave us the idea Do's and don'ts for eating in your car. You could be the driver. I think you more or less think of it for the driver because that's really what makes it difficult. I have a lot more do's and don'ts. Yeah, yes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. This is a light few. I can make pretty much any food item work while I'm driving, but we'll get to that in a little bit too. Yeah, and also your ask a fat questions. We've got some good ones. Good so ones. We'll make sure to get to those. Always wanted to remind you, subscribe, rate, and review the podcast, especially on the old Apple platform because that helps us with rankings and all that kind of thing. And follow the podcast on Twitter at I'm Fat Pod. Jay's at Jay Zawoski 670. I'm at Rick Camp 670. All right. We got a whole list. I know we each have a list. Yeah, for, of, sure. for sure. Of items that we think are great that are the non-signature items from, and we're mostly doing like chains here. Obviously, right. each, we've all got our own little like boutique spots too that we also you know, go to. So what are the ones we just mentioned already? Well, I think the ones we mentioned already, uh, we said McDonald's cookies. Yes. Uh, we mentioned a baked potato at Wendy's, mm-hmm. the chili at Wendy's. Yes. I think that's all we said, right? Do we say yeah, I else? think I think we're good other yeah. than that. So, all right. We got, we took some of your suggestions as well as some of our own. Do we want to just kind of go back and forth? Yeah. So the first thing I thought of was the cookie at Potbelly. Yeah, uh, that's, specifically, a, that's a great one. The sugar cookie with the bit crystal sugar on top is so good. It's so it's worth going there for their subpar sub just to get the cookie. The sub is sharp. It cuts the top of your mouth very often. Yes. And or it'll burn you. Like the meatball sub is just inferno hot, but it's really, really good if you are willing to let it cool off, which mm-hmm. I'm typically not. Same track though, uh Jimmy John's cookies are awesome too. Yeah. And they're and Jimmy John's chips. Yes, the Jimmy John's chips are easily the best part about Jimmy John's. I got on a train on uh, Friday, 
and I always head up to the top so I don't have to interact with anyone because mm-hmm. that's how I am. Um, and the dude next to me, I was like, <laughs> like a dog, like that guy's eating Jimmy John's <laughs> before he even got up there because I could smell the chips. That's awesome. Yeah, it was good. What are some of the ones you have? What are, okay. like, what's the, when I when I brought this up to you? What was like the first thing that popped in your head? The tamales from Portillo's. That is a great call. That that's the immediately because like I didn't even know about them for a while. Yeah, and of all things, it's my brothers who are both actually like healthy. Like, <laughs> yeah, I know they're. they're actually fit and all that kind of thing that's fine whatever but they stumbled upon that because one day i was i was getting lunch for my two brothers and myself and i was like okay i'm probably gonna get like an italian sausage something like that and they're like we each want two tamales i was like tamales yeah so then i got them and i was like holy crap these are great they're great and so many like local hot dog places have those tom tom tamales where they're in the paper wrapper mm-hmm but they're small. Right. So the the Portillo's one is the same style. It's not like an authentic no. in the husk tamale. No. But it's probably, what, twice the size of one of those? Yeah, at And least. it's also, sometimes those Tom Tom ones, like the cornbread will be kind of crumbly and, and mealy. Mm-hmm. This is a nice, oh, man, their tamales are amazing. You have to get a tamale next time you go to Portillo's. I do it every time. It's part of my order now. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like a side. Even if you're, it's not the main thing that you're eating. Yep. There are times where I've gone to the Illinois Media School and I've rolled up with three tamales. Yeah. And I'm just like, yeah, that's what I'm eating. Yeah. Well, definitely. Three of those is a meal for sure. Yeah. Like you will be full and, you know, I, I think, yeah, three of those would, would sustain me for until the next meal. Okay. I think. All right, what's the next one that you have? All right, so I need a ruling on this one. Okay. Taco Bell Mexican pizza? Yeah. It's a, that's it is like on the main menu and you can get it as a meal, but it's, yeah. I don't think I don't think no, a lot of people think of well, it. Well, no, it's not what it's known for. Right. It's like if you said like a chalupa or something like that. That's what that's what Taco Bell's known for. So no, that totally counts. Okay. Cool. Yeah, I love those and they also have maybe once or twice a year they come out with the rolled chicken tacos. Yeah, those, those are good. Excellent. Also, the Cineswiss or the the uh, oh yeah the, the cinnamon cinnamon twist. cinnamon twist. Thank you. Those are all the time though, right? Yeah, they are. Yeah, those are so good. And they always like when you have a kid with you. At least when Addie was real little, yeah, they would just give them to us. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. They so probably good. cost like two cents to make. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like literally just like yeah. formed sugar. Oh, also now maybe they've gotten popular enough to where they are the main thing, so they don't qualify anymore. But the nacho fries from Taco Bell. Oh yeah, those are good. Those are really I good. I think that, that yeah, that counts. We have a lot too from uh, my Facebook page. I got a ton of responses. Okay. So I don't want to steal the thunder. Here's one I don't know about. Okay. Culver's pot roast. Oh. Yeah. I'm well versed in Culver's. Yeah. But I know. Not in the pot roast. That sounds like on a fall day. Yeah, that sounds you know, like good. A, a cold, rainy day. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think I don't, I don't ever want pot roast in the summer. I don't think no. And members of pot roast in the summer. Um, but that sounds amazing. Have you had the walleye? I, I'm not a big fish guy. Oh my god, it is. I've like, heard their fish is incredible. So getting fried fish at Culver's, it is basically the same thing as going going to a fish fry up in Wisconsin. Really, it's not processed. It is real. It's expensive. Mm-hmm. It's like. 15 bucks for the meal. Oh, wow. Okay. But it's like three big strips of walleye mm-hmm. and it, it's great. It is real, real fish. Yeah. It's not like, like McDonald's, right. fish, like filet of fish. Where it's conveniently a square. Right. This is an actual like long strip of mm-hmm. fish, like, you know, filet of fish. It's incredible. You know, along those same lines, I think what it's pretty safe to say Culver's is most known for their ice cream and their burgers. Yeah. 
They're For chicken. Sure. We've mentioned it here that I have the Culver's spicy chicken as better than the Wendy's spicy chicken. Well, so the Wendy's one. The, the chicken from Culver's is also fantastic. I feel like Wendy's has fallen off a little bit with the spicy chicken. When it first came out, mm-hmm. it was a huge patty of chicken. Yeah. It, what they've done is it covers the same surface area yeah, it's mostly. Thinned out. Exactly. Yeah. It's thinned out. Well, I think they're trying to get people to eat it in the first place. The the problem is though, as they've reduced the size of the patty, they've not reduced the price. Right. I was willing to pay four or five bucks for that sandwich because it was so big. Right. But now it's it's not filling anymore. Another thing from Culver's here, uh, suggested by Liz. She's got another awful suggestion later on, by the way. Okay. She says Culver's broccoli cheese soup, which I'm not a big fan of. Well, no, it's got broccoli. Right. But I will say, as far as soup goes, yeah, Chick-fil-A has a chicken tortilla soup that is really, really good. I've never had it. It's really good. And Ooh. chilies. Enchila- it's like they call it enchilada soup. It's basically the same thing. Okay. Also amazing. Like hmm. big hunks of melted cheese in that. Okay. Interesting. My What's turned into my go-to chilies order is the bacon ranch chicken quesadilla. Yes. But I just get it without the ranch and just have like extra salsa on the side. Yeah. Yeah, that is, that's incredible. Okay, the next one I thought of, White Castle Chicken Rings. Yes, those are very good. They're very good. A nice alternative if you, uh, you know, if you don't think your stomach is up to a slider that day, (laughs) which, you know, shame on your stomach. But still, if it's not up to it, that's a solid alternative. All right, well, you led me there. Uh, I said Liz later has a horrible idea. She says, White Castle Clam strips. Get the no, <laughs> no. I had a very similar reaction. No, no. For one, it's clam. For two, it's effing White Castle. <laughs> it's clam from White Castle. God. So the reactions are: I did the uh, old hard pass, shaking your head. Yeah. Uh, GIF. Uh, Meredith did vomiting emojis, <laughs> and then Ray, who runs Rabbit Brewing in Homewood, said, "I love them too." So mm. I know two people. That have opted well, and, and to one consume the, a clam strip from White Castle. And one of them has to rely on their palate for their job. <laughs> right. What the hell? I know. That's brutal. That's not great. Okay, another one that uh, that I thought of, and this is a place I've mentioned a lot here, but it's not quite as big of a chain. The Cookies from Penn Station. Okay, God, I gotta go there. Dude, I'm telling, like, at some point, if for whatever reason, you're even, like, remotely close. I'll go. Just... Yeah, exactly. And if not, or if I find out you are, I will drag your ass there. <laughs> it's gonna take but, a little bit, but yeah, yeah, a little bit. Also, they're fries. Like, but with the the cookie, it's square shaped like a brownie more, and it's a chocolate chunk cookie, All not right. a chip. Okay, they're incredible. Really soft on the inside, but you get just enough of the crisp on the outside to where you get the texture difference. And then the fries are like you watch them put the potato and slice it. And then oh. immediately drop it into the fryer. Yes, please. Their fries are incredible, and you get giant portions, too. Like a medium fry, Colleen and I were able to split and have a few left over. Yes, that sounds amazing. My cousin Ben says that Mr. Submarine has the best chicken fingers. Really? I would never think that. I would no. never even think it's on the menu. Exactly. But chicken fingers are great. I, I'm like a kid with chicken fingers. Oh, so, so yesterday for lunch, I got the chicken fingers from Culver's. The Culver's ones are great. And the buffalo ones are really good there, too. I haven't had the buffalo yet from So there. it's kind of different. And I wonder, because I've not had the spicy chicken sandwich. Okay. It's more of like a panko breading. Yes. 
Is that how the yes. sandwich is too? Mm-hmm. I usually don't like panko. I think it's like a, kind of a cop out, but okay. it's really good on Culver's. Yeah. So I'm sure it's the same thing. Just... Yeah. And like the way it's seasoned is more towards buffalo than where like a Wendy's might be considered uh, spiced more towards a barbecue, if that makes sense. Yeah. So yeah, it's much more towards buffalo, but it's still really good. The other one that I thought of, the Noodles and Company cheesy garlic bread. I've not had that. It's very good. It's I, I wouldn't say it's earth shattering, but it's really good. Like when you like for me, because I'm lame, my order's pretty straightforward there. I just get the buttered noodles, but with a parmesan crusted chicken breast on it. Oh yeah. And then when you throw in that with it too. That's like you put the Parmesan together with that garlic, and that's that a good combo. Good. It's a real good combo. Uh, got a lot of votes for Portillo's chocolate cake. Yep. Burger King tacos got a lot of votes. Have you had those? I haven't yet. Okay. I I, uh, here's a, I feel like it got better reviews <laughs> until this most recent time they came out. I'll like compare now. them to, have you ever had like the Jose Ole or El Monterey, like mini chicken tacos you throw them in the oven? Yeah. Imagine that, but like taco size like normal size taco size so it's okay. like a, it is like a fried taco interesting so if you're into that you'll probably like it okay it's pretty good marcus burnath who's one of our p1s he he said the portillo's chocolate cake also says the white castle cheese sticks i have to tell you do you remember leona's i still think there's a couple leona's, leona's around it was I, like i know the name but i yeah. a chicago-based restaurant it was, it was a chain but it was a local chain okay. so it was i don't think it was nationwide if it was there's only two or three in the nation they had mozzarella sticks that were the size of twinkies oh oh yeah and this might be the master champion of side item oh. menu items because hope and i would just talk about them like they were a thing of legend yeah you know and they're oh my god they they were and i think you got two or three okay and they were legit twinkie size mozzarella sticks nice oh yeah Try beating that. Okay, then I have two left from Burger King. Okay. the And now, mind you, I have not had the first one. The Cheesy Tots? I have not had those. I mean, conceptually, it sounds fantastic. Is it just tater tots covered in cheese? Yeah. Or are they filled with cheese? I believe covered in cheese. Okay, well, that works. I'm not. I'm honestly not sure. It was just said BK Cheesy Tots, and I did not follow up. I'll, I would almost guarantee you it's just smothered in cheese. Yeah. Yeah. Because that, that, yeah, that would just seem to be quicker. And then, now, this is... It's technically got the Burger King name on it, but it's the Hershey Pie. Oh, yeah. I've seen that. I've never had it. It's good. But it's similar to something at... Uh... It's like what you. It's like when you get the slice of pie or you're always... Here's the thing. When you're going through the frozen section and you're by the desserts, you always see like the one slice of whatever pie it is you really like. And you're like, I really want to get this, <laughs> but the price doesn't make it make much sense. And you're not hungry enough to be able to justify the full pie to where you could be like, you know, if I have two slices a day, I could get this gone within like three days. And maybe if you finagle the fridge right, you could uh, yeah, you could maybe hide that. Also, finagle the fridge was a great album. <laughs> loved it. Yeah. I loved it. It was the B-side of Super Bowl Shuffle, I believe. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it was. <laughs> it, yeah, it absolutely was. So that was... But real yeah. quick, on your uh, cheesy garlic bread from Penn... No, from Noodles & Company. Yeah. Uh, I've talked about Marco's Pizza a lot mm-hmm. on here. That cheesy bread, if you order Marco's Pizza, you have to get it. It's yeah. incredible. And it comes with the garlic dip, like they have it. Uh, nice. Papa John's, the mm-hmm. stuff that makes Papa John's edible. Yes. Um, Marco's is very edible, and they have that. Um, and also, like, of course, crazy bread at Little Caesars. Yes. And the breadsticks at Pizza Hut. All out. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. God. Yeah. The the Pizza Hut breadsticks. Especially like growing up. Because for me, like I grew up, there was a, a Pizza Hut walking distance. Yeah. 
And that was when they still did the buffet all the time. Oh, my God. Yeah, the Pizza Hut buffet was a thing. And our parents would, like, shove us out the door and be like, go get lunch or something. I feel like all my Pizza Hut memories are nostalgic. Mm-hmm. Like, it's from baseball parties or what, just going out with a yeah. big group of friends or whatever. And I love Pizza Hut. Hope my wife loves Pizza Hut. That's yeah. her favorite. Yeah. But it just, I don't feel like it's as good as it used to be. Yeah, I tend to agree. Or maybe I- we're just... Have grown up a little bit. Yeah, that's probably it, too. We've had more non-chain stuff to where it gets put in its proper place, where it's better than, as we talked about last time, it's better than most of your other chains. Yeah, But it's not as good as a lot of your, you know, like, local stuff. Well, that was the first place I had Canadian bacon pizza, and I don't do that a lot, Mm -hmm. but it just worked with Pizza Hut for whatever reason, like, the taste mixed with, you know, uh, their sauce or whatever, Mm -hmm. it it just worked very well. The only time I really get Pizza Hut now is when I have a taste for the uh, stuffed crust. Oh, yeah. Which I had recently. What a concept, by the way. Seriously, it's such a good idea. That person needs a hug. And the fact that they had it alone, they were the only ones that did that for so long. Now they're doing, like, the different things with, like, the cheesy bites, which I haven't tried that. I get it. Now, I get it for some people. Like, um, uh, Colleen's not the biggest on eating the crust. It definitely depends on the place. Mm Mm-hmm. So something like that, where it's also like something separate uh, as, as your crust. I could, yeah, I can see the benefit. I mean, the stuffed crust is for sure, but it's when so you're getting good. like to the the knot kind of thing, and yeah, eh, just let me eat the pizza. Yeah, exactly. But I'm a big time crust person. Like I'll eat the outer. Mm-hmm. I, I almost always will only take outies. Oh, okay. See, I'm I've always been down for the inside. That's why we work. Yep. As a as a pair. Yep, that was that was always my role when we would get uh, when we would get Rosati's growing up on Saturday night because that was all my dad ever wanted to eat. <laughs> okay, we mentioned it. We mentioned it before. This is such a good topic, and it came from our guy Joe Drudge. Do's and don'ts of eating in the car. Well, there aren't a lot of don'ts for me. Like I'll eat anything in the car. Yeah, the it's, it's more just best practices. Eating in motion it changes things, right? So mm-hmm. anything with a dip. Is difficult while you're driving. Yes. But I found when I get the McDonald's Chicken McNuggets, what you do is you put the box on your seat, open mm-hmm. it, you put the sauce cup in the open lid. Correct. And then maybe it flows over a little bit, but you're not going to get your seat dirty. Sure. The big hardest thing to eat in the car is Taco Bell tacos. Yeah. Because you just get lettuce and cheese and everything all I, over I don't even I don't even mess with it, honestly. Unless it's like a, like a crunch wrap or something. Yeah, a double-decker will work in a car. Yeah, exactly. Something like that. But the number one thing you need to learn or you need to figure out but when you're coming up with your strategies for eating in the car is figure out how many joints can I drive with? Because can I steer well enough with an elbow? Is it just a wrist? Yeah. Like if I have the chicken nugget in one hand and the sauce in the other... Can I stay in my lane driving with the wrist if the with my wrist if the sauce is in my left hand? You guys gotta see Rick. Rick is very I'm, animatedly I'm, yeah, demonstrating. I'm, right, my Italian is here. showing. Yes, for sure. So that, either that or <laughs> or I have a burger in one hand and the drink in the other. Can I still drive? Like my dad was big on he could drive with his knees pretty well. Oh wow. So, like, we would be, now that I think about it, I'm like, boy, that was really unsafe and dumb. But he would, uh, with my with one of my brothers and myself in the car on the way to his old job in Berkeley, we would uh, take the highway and we'd be playing cards and he'd be driving with his knees. Hey, man. So your he dad was his, a, hand, his cards. A, a career driver, so he had yeah, some tricks true. up his sleeve for sure. Me, I'm big on the sauce cup on the other seat. I just want it somewhere secure. So, like, if that secure place is where you would normally... 
put your keys, yeah. then I'm down for that. I'll put the keys in my pocket for the sake of stability of the sauce. Yeah. That's really, that's huge for me. I don't have a go-to. My car is not designed to have that sort of an area, which is sad. This is where we need Spiegel's Passenger Seat Buffet. Yeah, well, that's the other thing, too, is you have to figure out how the angle of your seat is, your passenger oh, yeah. seat See, is. See, that's the challenge with bringing pizza home. Exactly. I always have a baseball mitt in my car. I prop that underneath. That's a great it's a, idea. It's a perfect size. See, I just end up putting it uh, putting it down. Like oh, on the floor? On the floor. That That's where the pizza goes, assuming logistically it works out without having to tilt it too much. Yeah. Have I ever told you about my traumatic pizza moment as a, as a youth? No. So you, I've talked about Los Angeles pizza probably every episode. Pretty it much. It is my favorite place in the world, period, end of sentence. Yes. Uh, 95th in California, if you're interested. So me and my dad would go every week when we lived in Oakland, and he would drive, and I would hold the pizza. And I had it folded opening out. Okay. And he had to slam on the brakes because someone, like, ran in the street. Oh. And the entire pizza slid out of the bag onto the floor. Oh, It God. was, I thought he was going to just, like, leave me. Yeah. And just say, well, you know, it's been a good run. You're not my son anymore. Well, yeah, I would have understood that. We we together tried to salvage <laughs> the pizza. Yeah. And brought it home. My mom is like, what happened? Right. It's like, why is her hair? and, and like, It looks like an American pie so situation. We're trying to convince ourselves, like, we can still eat it. There's, like, salt from this driveway. On. Oh, <laughs> it's God. like, oh, my God. That's so depressing. So I will, if I ever have a pizza now with a, that's, like, folded paper, mm-hmm. always towards my stomach. I'll never That's make that funny. mistake again. That's funny. We had that happen once with actually a really underrated pizza that I don't know if I've mentioned on here before. In Warrenville, Roma D's. Roma D's. Is nuts. incredible. Sorry. Real good stuff. Yes, I'm ignoring your D's nuts there. Where is that? It's on 59. It's like if you were to come from the east heading west on 88, you get off at 59. Okay. And you go, I'm bad at judging distances. Uh, uh, just over a mile, probably, and it's there on the right-hand side. It's like you go from nothing, you go by uh, Top Golf, you go by a retirement home, and then you go two more blocks where it's like not really developed, and then you cross over Butterfield. So, okay. it, so it's further north than Butterfield, and it's before Roman you would hit 38. All it's, right, I'll have to try that. It's good stuff. Like in terms of number of. Quantity of cheese to number of ingredients, it's a real good balance. And okay. they always get the bake exactly the way you want so that's it. That's key. Yeah. It's like just a little bit of browning, but not burn to hell. I know some people like the burn to hell. Good on you. I can't do that. See, that's why I love Los Angeles. It is the same pizza every time I go. Mm-hmm. Consistency is key. That's the same with um, the place that I now love, my new local pizzeria in Lombard, that I now know how to say properly, Genorio's. Not Gonorios. Yeah, not what I, I think is I'm saying Gianorios <laughs> or something like that. Yeah. Gianorios. Gianorios are are the kind of spaghettios you get at Aldi. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. I love Aldi. That is our oh, main grocery store, but you know. Same here. They're the kings and queens of the knockoff. Yeah, I also yeah, I, that's why I also <laughs> love uh like when in the morning Colleen will be like, Hey, do you want some cereal? I'm like, Yes, give me some not golden grams. <laughs> Right, you know, goldish squares. Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I don't remember what they're actually called, but they're still fantastic. Okay. Yes, they are. Uh, use proper use of the wrapper. Oh yeah, wrapper is your. It's one of your best you friends. Yeah, like if you have a burger that has condiments on it, 
then you're going to need that to make sure that nothing ends up on your pants or anything like that. The other thing, the other advice I'll give, and your wrapper is correct, especially like sometimes you get the grease drippings and that will just ruin your clothes. Yeah. You got to be careful with that. Sometimes I'll actually put napkins in my hand too, yeah. just to be extra safe. I had an issue trying to eat a Penn Station sub that way. Okay. In the car. And it wasn't great. Yeah. Because of the grease. Because I get an Italian sub. So that's yeah, the, a lot the, of things that are greasy. The oil is going to ruin your clothes. Yeah. Um, but the McDonald's bacon, egg, and cheese biscuit, which is my go to McDonald's breakfast sandwich, mm-hmm. if you don't have a drink, you could definitely choke and die because the, yeah. the biscuit like expands in your mouth. You got to yeah. have a drink ready to go when you're driving with that. Because you, if you're alone, no one's there to give you the Heimlich when you're choking on your cheese biscuit. This is true. Unless you just like slam on your brakes and hope that that <laughs> like that hit, your, hit your chest with a steering wheel and right. hope it works. Okay, the other the other tip I have is know your leverage. And maybe this is being an ex-offensive lineman for about six weeks mm-hmm. in my football career. And that's because I only played football for six weeks, not because I could actually be viable at any other position. <laughs> but the leverage is key. Like when you're looking for places to put everything, like, okay, you have your cup holder, so that's fair enough. But if it's, is, do you have a proper crevice or something? That doesn't sound great to put your sauce or fries or something yeah. like that. You know, like if it's McDonald's. Or Culver's, it's more of a a container where it opens up and you could have that on the clean side. Right. That was the top. But sometimes you don't have that option. So you have to find, okay, can I balance the fries on my leg while I drive? Is that something like, because of course, you know, our legs are fairly wide. Yeah. That tends to be a thing. But my thighs are short. Yeah, they're short. a lot of surface area. Sure. They're short, but still, as long like you don't need a whole lot for like a thing of fries. I usually will just put if if that's a, if that's a scenario I've run into, I'll usually just put the whole bag like right next to me on the console. Okay, and just reach in and grab whatever I need out of there. Hmm. But that see that eliminates my use of sauce, which sometimes I'm willing to do for the for eating it quickly. Well, that's that's where you get into the driving with your wrist. Yeah, which I won't demonstrate again. I, However, I really enjoyed that. <laughs> I know, but I will have the sauce cup in hand. The fries are wherever. If it's like on my leg, or, and just go that way. We need some sort of contraption. I'm picturing like a belt that has like some sort of like arm on it that is just like perfectly from, sized like for a Goonies? sauce cup. Yeah, and you just like as you're driving, it's like just right there. Yeah. Or you're gonna like, can't attach to the wheel because if you steer, it's gonna just tip over. Yeah, that'd be problematic. It'd have to be like those steady cams. Yeah. Like however you move it. That's true. See, we got something here. Yeah, just <laughs> suction something. Yeah, suction something to the dash. Oh yeah. See, we can make. We got to do this. Yeah, we got to figure this out. Get out of this. Never mind. You're not wrong. Okay. <laughs> so, oh wow, time's going by quickly. It sure is. I'm not on the huge time limit like usual though. Okay. I, my train's at 120. So okay. We're good. And uh, Bruce is on right now with Lawrence, so I don't have as many responsibilities quite yet for the Lawrence Holmes show, which normally I'd be working right now. However, to record this, we get to be here. So we got ask a fat questions. Yes. A lot of them. This question, first one, comes from Will. Says he really hates mayo, but it's on everything. Can you learn to like mayo? I've tried and I can't. Yeah, I was. I'm just gonna say a flat no. Mayo I get, sucks. I get the the thought of like. There's sometimes I'll, I'll be eating a Jimmy John sub, for instance. I'm like, man, this could use some, like, lubricant, mm-hmm. you know? And I know that's the purpose that mayo is supposed to serve. Yeah, but that's that's what, like, your oils are for and that right. kind of thing. Yeah, so I I, I have tried. For myself, personally, I cannot get into it. No. And I can detect mayo. Yes. Oh, like You can give me a burger with, like, the works on it. Yep. And if there's, like, a little mayo aioli in there, I'm like, nope. Yep. 
even there and I don't even like even the vast majority of aiolis like there are things that sound like could be good but if it's mayo based unless it's like super spicy like the um yeah spicy a spicy mayo will like sometimes the spice will overpower whatever the mayo taste yeah, is yeah like the um potato salad from fatties and decal is really good and it's mayo based but it's not quite as thick either it's it's you know it's thinned out a little bit so i can do that and just get food for the uh ah oh, what is it called like a something tex it's basically the barbecue burger from fatties and decalb is very very good and their tots are incredible so go to fatties if you're ever into calb because the way, quite frankly there's not much else to do back to our old menu item thing yeah i saw chef stopped off at casey's general store and got the oh, pizza casey's it's all good is that a is it, um, i know you went to niu and casey's is around casey's there. is around the area there's is there not a pizza one known not or is chef just an idiot which is maybe more in, in Shep's neck of the woods okay. it is because you know they're not allowed to have chains there because there's not enough people to to you know <laughs> <laughs> to deserve them for all six people that live here. Right. Yeah. No wonder Shep was valid Victorian. Yeah. Yeah. All right. What's the first one wow. you have? Let me see. What do I want to start with? Most questionable <laughs> food establishment you've ever been to and ended up loving it. Ooh. This is from that's Mary. A, that's a great question. So a place you're like, should I eat here? And then you go in there and it's good. Ooh. I got my answer right away. Okay, give me your answer because I'm I'm thinking. All right, I know it's been there forever. Mm-hmm. But when Hope and I moved into Wrigleyville, we lived on Seminary and Dakin. Dakin is a block south of Irving Park. Mm-hmm. So if you walked on to Irving Park, you'd be right by Byron's Hot Dogs. And Byron's Hot Dogs has been there for a long time. It's still there. Okay. But it is as down and dirty as it comes. Like you look at it and you're like, maybe shouldn't consume food from this place. It is fantastic. Ooh. It's been there forever. There's a reason it's been there forever. It's still, like, relatively unknown to most non-local Cub fans. Okay. Because most people head south Mm -hmm. from Cubs games. Or if they're heading north, they're getting on the highway right away because they live in the northern burbs. Yeah. So to go that, what is it, a half mile north of Wrigley, Irving Mm -hmm. Park, to grab that and like wait for the trains to die down, then you can just jump right in the Sheridan stop. It's a really great move, and that was the place. Byron's, I was like, ooh, not sure. And then I had it, and it was amazing. I think mine I'll st- actually goes back to DeKalb, place that I went. I only went in once, and it was when I was a freshman, and I didn't know any better. And the place has now moved and is now in a like more respectable location. But at the time I was there, <laughs> it's uh, Lucalo's. Okay. Which anybody in DeKalb knows, that's where you get beer nuggets from. Their beer nuggets, for whatever reason, are the best in town. They're very good. But I went in there, and I felt like I might get shot. There were questionable people of all varieties in there. So I'm like, <laughs> you know, I'm going to get these beer nuggets. Don't get me wrong. But every time after that, I'm like, let's get delivery from there. Yeah. It's and like, that's all everybody does. And then when I tell people, yeah, I went there once, they're like, why? Why did you go there? You only get delivery from Luclos. <laughs> like, you should know better. Right. Like, this, like I, I, maybe I missed that part of orientation. Was that part of it? I don't know. Oh, boy. Uh, just beer nuggets are so damn good. I wish there was a place. In the, if, if anyone knows a place in the city, where are we? Are we River North? Is that technically where we are? I, we're just I north of no, Millennium Park. We're in Park. the loop. So if anyone knows of a place that has beer nuggets in the city, please let us know. All right. Yeah. This is a, a bit of a different thing, but I think something that needs addressing. For my friend Sarah, do you get political with your food? We choose not to eat Jimmy John's and Chick-fil-A because of their terrible stances on animal rights and LGBTQ rights. We choose to buy ethical meat, etc. Does your social action 
merge with your diet. What I do with these things is for a lot of these issues that I can't comment on or like I'm not fully like I'm not I'm not gay so I don't know right how so a lot of the times I don't know how to feel so I will go to someone and say what do you think of this? Mm-hmm. Like if you saw me go into a Chick-fil-A, would you be upset with me or would yeah. you feel that I've done you wrong or whatever? And recently I had a friend tell me yes. Like you're choosing Okay. Fried chicken and lemonade over me. And I know that's, it's yeah. obviously simplifying it, sure. right? And it's not what I'm acting. I'm not going in here saying, like, screw her. Right. I'm getting chicken. <laughs> right. But at the same time. Which in other circumstances might be something we would say. <laughs> right. But at, the, but at the same time, I know going to Chick-fil-A that I'm making that choice. Right. So I have recently opted to not go there. See, for me, a, a similar situation, uh, one of my best friends in the world, I asked, uh, you know, brought it up to him, and he's like, oh, if the chicken wasn't so damn good, I'd be able to have more of a moral stance on it, but he's like, it's too good. So it's one of those where if it's actually really, really good, and it's hard to find something for the same price point, that's, uh, like, if you have other comparable options, go with the other comparable option, but if there's not, then, yeah, it's, it's okay. Well, the alternative to this, and my friend Mike's sister is uh, is gay and very a very big activist and all those things. Her stance was basically, look, all these corporations are questionable. Yeah. Anytime you have billions of dollars involved in a business, there's going to be parts of it that are undesirable. Mm-hmm. And it's almost impossible to avoid eating somewhere immoral, right? Yeah. So it's true. What she said was, do your best. If you want to eat it, eat it. And if you want to make a donation for a dollar every time you go there. Okay. Or, that's a good way okay, to do it. Okay, my chicken was five bucks. I'll make a $5 donation. Okay. Or just treat people fairly. Yeah, right. After you eat Chick-fil-A, then do that. But I, I don't know. I, I just think that it's not a hard thing for me to pass up on. Mm-hmm. I'm willing to make that sacrifice to, it's, it's selfish. Yeah. To make myself feel better. Yeah. You know, because I know that when I go in there, I'm like, uh, should, I don't know if I should be in here. Mm-hmm. Like, I, you know, I call myself an ally and I'm, I don't know, it's very conflicting. So yeah. I'm playing it safe and I've recently not gone there. Okay. I've got a question from Rex who wants to know, as a new fat, is it normal to only be comfortable in elastic clothing? Only, I mean, I can wear, you got to find some jeans that work for you. Yeah. You know, and some shorts that have some leeway in there. But I I get it. Elastic is wonderful. It really is. If not for elastic, I don't know what I would do. Right. Although, if you you can find options where the visible part of the elastic is minimized, that's best for everybody. Yeah, you don't want to do that. Yeah. So don't get elastic waisted jeans though, unless you have to. Yeah, that's a that's not a great look. I think that's when I'll just say, you know what? Maybe it's time for me to not be fat anymore. Yeah. When I get to the elastic waisted jeans. Yeah. That'd be a problem. Speaking of that, question here from Ray. She says, do you wear double Spanx when you go to the Polish buffet? <laughs> and I didn't know man Spanx were a thing. I didn't either. Are they? Is that a thing? I Could I buy I, like a corset for myself? <laughs> well, my, my fear would be, though, like at some point. Yeah, it would be pushing up your It creates a boobs. muffin top somewhere. Yeah. Right? And I would imagine it would be my man, my man boobs that would jut out. Yeah. Um, unless it's like a full tube top. Oh, okay. But then my neck faddle. <laughs> <laughs> Look, it's got to go somewhere. Right. So somewhere is going to have some, yeah, I don't know. I I don't know. I, I never knew about I, Spanx. Like, I remember, 
Like one day my wife came out and I was like, you look different. Mm -hmm. (laughs) She's like, oh, thanks. I'm like, well, I didn't necessarily. Okay. But she's like, yeah, I got this thing on. I'm like, holy cow, that thing works amazingly. But it can't be comfortable. No. It's got to be the worst feeling in the world. Yeah. I I couldn't imagine. Dude, if I wear like a clingy undershirt, I'm like just doing the the constant pull. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I and I'm I hate layering clothing, so when I have to, yeah, I'm like that the entire time. Okay, this is a, actually a great question from our guy Danny Parkins. You What's the food? You're gonna. <laughs> What's the maximum number of sauces slash condiments you can reasonably have on a sandwich or burger before it loses its integrity? This is a good question, and I have to say that I am not an over-saucer. I don't eat mustard, as listeners to this podcast know. Mm-hmm. I don't really like sauce. On a burger, like I'd really? rather like if I'm gonna have ketchup, I'm gonna dip it. The only exception would be barbecue sauce. Yeah, like I'll get a barbecue bacon burger. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, beyond that, I don't do too much. Like maybe if I go to uh, like get a pulled pork sandwich or something, I'll mix a couple barbecue sauces. Yeah, but I couldn't do like mayo, mustard, because two of those three I don't eat. Right. So that's hard for me to even comment on because I don't know. Yeah, I'm in the same boat where. It also comes to the point where we've talked about how we don't like getting our hands that dirty while eating. Yeah, I'm weird that way. Yeah, so I don't like to oversauce as well. But if I was going to, it would probably be a barbecue sauce. Uh, speaking of barbecue, I have a recommendation for you. Okay. Uh, City Barbecue. Mm-hmm. There's one in Orland. Okay. There's one in Downers Grove. Okay, that's and closer to me. And Lincoln. Something with an L. I forget what the third one was. Mm-hmm. Something elish, maybe something like that. But anyway, it's a chain, mm-hmm. but really solid barbecue. They've got like eight different sauces, okay. including a peach habanero, which was amazing. And uh, they call the spicy one called it's called Brush Fire. Okay, it's like a perfect description for it. They've got a green chili salsa. That place is really good. So check out City Barbecue if you're in those areas. Good stuff. Okay. All right, I have another ask a fat for my yes. wife. Yeah. Um, she says, do you divorce your favorite food if it did you wrong? Uh, we had Fry the Coop last night, mm. and she had heartburn all night from it. Oh, <laughs> oh she's not going to divorce Fry the Coop. No, she's not. Come on. She's definitely not. I know hope better than that. Yeah, I hope not. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but well, uh, she'd be divorcing it, not you. <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, that's a shame. Anyway, I'll see you there. Right. I'll bring you home some salad while it's I. It's like uh, it's like when uh it's like when Homer goes to the seafood restaurant, but I'm allergic. <laughs> Marge is allergic to it. Yeah. No, I wouldn't. I, if I got food poisoning from a place, yeah, that would be different. But if I just had like, look, I'm eating hot chicken. Yeah. Chances are, if my my stomach's not some, in perfect shape, yeah, some things aren't going to end well. I will say though, one thing that will make me not go to a favorite place is if I have bad service. Oh, bad. Yes, dude. One. Hundred percent bad service trumps average to slightly disappointing food. I went so there's a place that I've talked about in this podcast. I love them. It's one of my favorite places. But a couple years ago, mm-hmm. we were with friends and had a horrible service service experience. I didn't go back for like a year. Wow, just because I, I was so shaken by that service experience. Mm-hmm. And there's a place in Homewood that's got really good food, but every time I go. There's some sort of service issue, and people in Homewood that listen to this will comment and will name the place because everyone has the same experience there. Wow. That, to me, is the biggest turnoff for a restaurant. Look, I understand, like, maybe I wanted my burger medium and you made it well. Mm Mm-hmm. Fine. It happens. Yeah. Right? Maybe uh, you misheard my order and put something on there I didn't want. Yeah. That stuff happens. Yeah, stuff happens, but as long as it's it's, it's acknowledged and remedied, that's fine. I shouldn't have to look for my server. Right. I shouldn't have to, like, 
are you guys ready to order? No, not yet. Okay, I'll be back. And then it's like literally 10 minutes. Oh, yeah. Like that that sort of stuff, that really, and, and the other thing is when you order your food takes forever. Yeah. Because then I'm like, what is happening? I get if I'm at a really fancy place and everything's made from scratch. But sure, yeah, if it's supposed to take a while, like like if you order deep dish somewhere too, you know right. you go knowing but in you, that exactly. you know going in that it's going to be that. But long. if I go that I'm I'm getting a a burger or a pulled pork sandwich or something, yeah, there's no reason no that it should take more than ten minutes. No, so th- to me, service is the biggest thing that will stop me from going somewhere. Yeah. Okay, this one comes from Rob. What's the best cake you can get in Chicagoland? I hate to say it, man, but Portillo's chocolate cake is perfect. It's perfect. Okay, I've got a bit of a... a Wait! Huh? I have another answer. Okay. Orland Bakery. It's uh, right by wherever Trader Joe's is. I don't know. I always get my 140s mixed up over there. Okay. Orland Bakery has a cake that's basically a cake version of a ho-ho. Chocolate cake, chocolate frosting Mm -hmm. with white cream filling. Yeah. That is the best cake in the world. Okay. That's this, it. This Better is, than Portillo's cake. This is a cop-out in a way. Uh-oh. The cake pops from Real Urban Barbecue oh. are incredible. How they big ha- are they? Are they bigger um, than the Starbucks ones? I don't know how big the Starbucks ones it's are. It's like a, like a Tootsie Pop side. Yeah, yeah. These are about the same. Okay. They're about the same, maybe about the same without the the uh, crust, not crust, the... Frosting. Frosting, thank you. Frosting okay. layer, whatever. So they have a red velvet one. Yes. That is out of this world. A birthday cake one. Mm-hmm. There's, shoot, there's like two or three other varieties. And they're just criminally underrated. And they're so good, so moist and dense that, God, they, they are so... Like, there's been a time where I went there. And I've been to the one in Oak Brook a couple times. Like, I don't know if they actually recognize me at all. But, like, I've been there a few times. And, like, Colleen and I will each get a couple cake balls. So what I did is I got the same order of cake balls, and they were just all for me. Nice. Yeah. That's a good move. Uh, moistness and density are keys to all cakes and mm-hmm. cake-related items. That, yeah, absolutely. If that if they're not moist, forget it. All right. Um, so Mary is new to my uh, Facebook page, and she has two more questions. Do we allow her multiple questions? They're all good. Go for the better one first, and then I have two more because I'm getting short on time. Okay, here, let's do this. Uh, breakfast, lunch, and dinner – where would you go in the Chicagoish area to create the perfect food day trifecta? Want to think on it for a second? Because I've had some time to look at this and think about okay, it. Okay, yeah, you go first. Because like I'm not a big breakfast person either, so that's okay. kind of rough for me. Well, my favorite breakfast place is actually in Homewood. It's Grady's Diner. Uh, I get the meat and two eggs. I had a I had an egg every time. Okay, eggs over easy with bacon hash browns uh, and sourdough toast, so I can make a sandwich out of all of it. Mm-hmm. That's my go to breakfast. Lunch, lunch is. Lunch is probably my least favorite meal. Uh, interesting. I'm trying to think of like where would I go for a great sandwich. I, I hate to do like a chain, but I'll say Jersey Mike's. Okay, because it's solid. Get it Mike's way. It's delicious. And then dinner's Los Angeles. That's where I'm going for pizza every time. And and if I'm feeling saucy, I'll get their beef sandwich, which is also incredible. Interesting. So that there's my three. Okay. I assume we're talking like within reason. It's not a special day, but like you know, you're within reason. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Yeah. Okay, so breakfast-wise, it's so lame. For me, this is how little I eat breakfast. Just a sausage Mc- a sausage McMuffin is it for me. That's very good. That's all That's all I ever do, that and a hash brown. Don't apologize for that. Yeah, it's, it's either I don't eat breakfast, I have a little bit of cereal without milk, milk on the side, and, or I get McDonald's breakfast. Maybe two or three times a year do I actually get real breakfast. And whenever I do, if there are biscuits and gravy there, oh. normally I'll get the biscuits and gravy. Yes. 
There's a place we just tried that just opened up in the Oakbrook Mall, and it was incredible. It was very good, but I can't think of the name of it for the life of me. So hmm. Oakbrook Mall, look for a breakfast joint, and it's in, it's uh, it's it, as part of the mall. It's inside the mall. Okay. Then for lunch, I'm with you. I'd probably go to Penn Station and get my Italian. And for dinner, ooh, a reasonable place. I mean, let's be honest. I'm going to go get barbecue. Yeah. And just depends on if I want brisket or the hot link that day. If I want brisket, I'm going to Steamboat Barbecue in Wheaton. And if I want the hot link, I'm going to Real Urban Barbecue in Oak Brook. Okay. I'm changing my lunch order, by the way. Okay. Uh, Junior's Hot Dogs. The last one left is 95th and Ridgeland. Uh, two hot dogs and fries. That's that's my go-to lunch. Okay. This one is from the P1 of P1s. All right. For our for this podcast. Kevin Z-Pack. Oh, not fat. Not fat. Or a person I like, but let's go. Right, exactly. You see I had to defend Kevbo on Twitter this weekend? That yeah, that shows, how, that shows how bad Twitter can be Ugh. sometimes. But, uh, I need a shower. But yeah, and he's actually blocked from the, uh, he's the one person that's blocked from the <laughs> podcast Twitter account, because I'm blocked from, the pod, from his podcast Twitter account. Well, in fairness, you and I always listen to Screamers and Howlers. We don't miss an episode. Okay, what's the okay. question? Uh, have you ever eaten a non-fried vegetable? Not on purpose. No. Actually, yes, I have. We went out. I mean, obviously, the answer is yes. But I went to uh, eat rice in Homewood, nice okay. uh, Chinese place by our house, and they we got the orange chicken, mm-hmm. and very decoratively, the sides were lined with steamed broccoli. Okay, I don't know for whatever reason, I had a taste. Mm-hmm. I ate probably ten pieces of broccoli in that meal. Wow. Yeah, it was really good. Wow. Delicious. Okay. I, I mean, I'll do broccoli here and there. Asparagus. Asparagus. Grilled. Yeah, I always forget. Is corns a vegetable? Uh, I don't know. I'll Shockingly, count. let's we, count it. Okay, <laughs> corn or uh, carrots. I, I like I carrots. See, too. I can. I do not like carrots. They, I don't like the consistency of a carrot. That's fair. I like the snap. Yes. but then it gets like kind of I don't grainy. grainy or stringy. Yep, and I hate that. I'm. Yeah. Uh, I've said this before. Textures are a big thing for me. Yep. That's why I like coconut flavor, but not coconut. Yeah, I, yeah, I'm not on coconut either. You can keep that. Okay, what's? Well, let's each do one more question. All right. I'm going to give Mary another one because it's a good one and it's quick. What is your ideal beef sandwich? Like, what do you, what is. I like having the au jus on the side. I like to, I like to dip at my leisure without losing bun integrity. Smart. Mozzarella. Yep. And I would like if it was cooked, if the beef was cooked with the peppers, but the peppers are not part of it. So I get that pepper flavor without, without having the slimy peppers on it. Have you ever had Chris Tannehill's beef sandwich? Beef paws sandwich. <laughs> nice save. He, he cooks and it no. in the slow cooker with pepperoncinis. Dude, I am telling you, maybe the best I've had. That sounds really good. Excellent. My mouth is literally watering yeah. from this. Oh, it's so good. Uh, you're right about the bone integrity, but I usually don't care. Okay. I will say Bona has a sandwich. It's like called the Rizzo Way. Yeah. So it's uh, beef with uh, mozzarella mm-hmm. and red sauce. Yeah, I'm not a fan of the red. I don't I'm want the red sauce. Only at beef. Bona and at Los Angeles. Those are the only two places I get red sauce on my beef. Okay. But if, if I'm going to anywhere else, I'm getting the beef and sausage combo Yeah. with sweet peppers. And I don't like it, what they call it, baptized, where they dip right. the whole thing. I like the bun open face dipped. Interesting. So the bottom of the bun, yeah. the outside of the bun is not wet. Right. And then wet beef put in there. Sure. Sausage. And then sweet peppers. I usually will take the sweet peppers off and just eat them. Okay. But that that's my ideal. That's my go-to. That's, yeah, that, that is a good question. Okay, this last question comes from Chris, and it's rough. If you <laughs> had to give up one forever, are you giving up meat or are you giving up desserts? 
When you asked me this off the air, and this is the only question you asked me off the air, I thought it was easy, but no, it's not. Not as easy as you th- Let me guess. You immediately said I can do without dessert. Right. The problem is, if I don't eat meat, what do I eat? Yeah. Like, I could have cheese pizza every day. Which, not a terrible option. But, like, spaghetti without meatballs. Or I'm just trying to yeah. think of, like, what would my food be? Yeah, you got to get rid of the desserts. Yeah, I'm just God, not a big, like, I can't have, like, a vegetableized meal. No. So I think it would have to be just for the, the sake of functionality. I would have to be dessert, but it would kill Ugh. me. It would kill me. Ugh. We want to know your thoughts on that kind of depressing but very good question. And any of your your thoughts on the Ask a Fat questions are always welcome at I'm Fat Pod. Send those to us on Twitter. Always keep an eye out for when we post on our personal Facebook pages about you know when we're going to have a podcast. So you can leave your questions there, or you can always mention if you just find something you think is interesting. Send it our way. We might talk about it on the podcast. That's what Joe Dredge did. Yeah. So we ended up doing that. So follow the podcast at I'm Fat Pod. Subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. Greatly appreciate everybody who has already done that. We have over, I think it's like 108 reviews last I checked. That's great. And 107 of them are five stars. Who's the other one? There were, I don't know, one person I think gave us four. Probably Z-Pack. Probably. Penis. He is a penis. Um, Biggest fan, though. He is a big fan. Uh, speaking of that, you may have noticed that during Cubs day games. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, the I'm Fat podcast airs as part of our alternative programming mm-hmm. on 670thescore.com. So um, if you're someone you know is not podcast savvy and they want to hear this, uh, tell them to tune in to 670thescore.com during Cubs games and they'll hear the I'm Fat podcast, among with other entertaining programs yeah exactly it's basically an alternative to piped in national programming that probably a lot of people won't care about so let's give some local stuff right exactly so anyway thank you for the reviews thank you for listening thank you for all the great questions uh we love answering them ask a fat's my favorite part i swear to god we could do whole shows just ask a fat we probably should at some point yeah at some point we will maybe hmm We'll have to talk about this off the air before I bring it to the podcast. <laughs> All right. We'll idea. have to do that. But, yeah. So we got a lot of good stuff coming up. Football season's around the corner. Oh, Tailgate yeah. Tailgate season is around time. the corner. So we are going to have to talk about Comfort that. Comfort foods. Yes. It's all coming back to us now. Darren, that sounds like a song. Yeah. All right. He's Jay. I'm Rick. And this is the I'm Fat Podcast. All right. I think we got a lot accomplished here today. <laughs> me, 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 me. But also you. The Pharaoh fast-forwards his favorite foreign film, Powder Donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. Oh, man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm going to need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The Name Your Price tool, only from Progressive. The owl and afoul of the comatose Coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law. The Aaron's AA team makes getting the name brand furniture, electronics, and appliances you need easy and affordable. We're talking top brands like HP, Samsung, GE, Beautyrest, and so many more. Take them home today, then make low monthly payments until they're yours for good. Aaron's great rent-to-own deals even come with easy approvals and free delivery. That's Aaron's, the rent-to-own power of the AA team.